This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hi, Blue Wire listeners. I'm Greg Olson. I'm excited to partner with Blue Wire to bring you TE1, a podcast where I interview the tight ends who have revolutionized the position. Listen in as I have raw, in-depth conversations with the all-time greats like Shannon Sharp, Tony Gonzalez, Travis Kelsey, and George Kittle. We'll explore how the tight end position has changed over the last 60 years and what it takes to be the very best. Subscribe to TE1 from Blue Wire Studios today so you're ready for the August premiere. Blue Wire. Let's fog this ship. It's only game. Why do you have to be mad? Are you going to make noises the whole time? I feel like I just blacked out for a little bit. <laughs> And that was very weird for me to see you do, because that's like something I would do. Completely dissociated. It's just been a really long day. Well, it's been a really long three days. I feel like so much has transpired between like last Thursday and this Monday evening that I it's it feels like we just recorded last week's podcast. And here well, we, we are. We kind of did. And we kind of did. And that's exactly how it's going to feel for the foreseeable future, because baby, it's playoff season. And you know what that means? Two episodes a week, <laughs> most of the time. Come hell or high water, the NHL has apparently made it happen. I don't feel like we need to eat any of our words. Before we get into this, before we get into this, welcome back to Puck Bunnies, a hockey podcast. I'm Audrey. I'm Christina. We are brought to you, as always, by Blue Wire and this week by Lifeway. What were you going to say about not having to eat our words? Oh, I don't think we need to eat our words about saying that the playoffs weren't going to happen because... They shouldn't be happening. So I wasn't planning on eating wrong. my words anyway. I've literally never been wrong. <laughs> no. I am sort of amazed at that no one has tested positive. Yes. I'm so amazed that I do not believe it. <laughs> it's almost like quarantining in the same place for weeks on end around the same people, getting tested every day, and also wearing masks in public spaces means that you have less of a chance of um, contracting the virus. So if only all of America was one big hockey team, then we'd have beat this whole thing by now. When you put it like that, it is sort of disgusting whenever you look at what our government has been able to provide for us versus what the NHL is doing to like have a season that shouldn't be happening anyway. Oh, and the other factor in this is that like if we all had a ton of money and could do whatever we wanted, mm-hmm. that would be great in helping us not, not get the virus also. Well, good for them. Good for us too, good for because them. you know... 
I was sort of apprehensively looking forward to the playoffs. And you, you and I talked about this a little bit. Like, it feels very weird to be excited about anything right now, especially excited about something that could get a lot of people hurt. And while I still think it's awful that all these guys are going to be having to spend having to spend two months away from home, I can't deny that it's been nice to like, yes. be able to watch hockey again. And I feel so weird about that. Um, it's It feels like I'm having an affair. Uh, a little bit. <laughs> I mean, just the underlying guilt constantly when you are like trying to enjoy something nice. Damn, is this why I like it so much? Feels <laughs> bad. <laughs> Not gonna dig into that one too deeply. But last week, um, when the like preliminary exhibition games were on, I watched a couple of them and I was less that excited. I just watched them and I was like kind of unimpressed and also just kind of freaked out by the entire thing. But I will say the league has, and maybe this is just the nature of hockey in general, that it Mm -hmm. lends itself better to this TV format. Yeah. Where kind of the framing and the production value, even though there's no fans in the stands, it makes sense like on the screen. The value proposition of the sport, to be nerdy, hasn't changed. <laughs> you can still enjoy it without the crowd noise. Even though they so they started piping into crowd noise. Yes. And I find it very weird and I do not like it. I don't mind it at all. I actually really don't. I think it would be weirder if it were completely silent. I think what they should do is they should let me DJ. Yes, absolutely. What would be great is if we could get just like some quick cut Phoebe Bridgers remixes in there during play stoppages. Phoebe Bridgers remixed by Flume. <laughs> well, Jason Demers likes Phoebe Bridgers and he's playing and winning. And the Yotes are winning. So coincidence? I think not. So over the weekend, during a marquee matchup between the Oilers and Blackhawks, the Wilds, one of their star defensemen, Matt Dumba, came out and gave a speech. Apparently he memorized it completely himself. Yeah. About a five minute speech about why Black Lives Matter and what he is committed to doing basically why it's important that the league and that hockey as a whole supports this movement and grows and changes and basically is actively trying to right the wrongs Mm -hmm. that are currently occurring and that have occurred in the past. It was really impressive. And this was basically the first time that somebody had vocally stepped up and said something before a game. We had in the exhibition games when everybody was like, oh, what is what is the league going to do for Black Lives Matter? You know, how are they going to show their support? They have had some graphics. They've had some, some slogans up like we skate for Black Lives around the stadiums. And at the exhibition games, during the anthems, players from both teams were like standing on the blue lines mixed together. Mm-hmm. And that was their statement that like, we have to come together as people because we don't see color, baby, here in the NHL. The NHL literally said, well, you know, I have some black friends, so I can't really be racist. Yeah, that was rough. When the Wild played, they played the Knights in their exhibition game and Matt Dumba and Ryan Reeves and Jordan Greenway and here Edward Belmar all kind of had their hands on each other's shoulders and were standing Mm -hmm. next to each other, which I really thought like, that's as good as it's going to get. But wow, were we ever wrong? Were we ever wrong? Well, first of all, I do want to say that like having Matt Dumba come out at a game where his team wasn't even playing. It was weird. There was a lot. There was a lot to unpack there. And it was also very unpleasant to watch him have to deliver this speech 
and then kneel for the national anthem between players on either side of him who were standing. Right. And so I read into that a little bit just because like I didn't understand that either. And I think both Malcolm and who was the, who was the other person he was standing next to? Oh, God. I'm thinking of his sister who plays in the WNBA, um, Darnell Nurse. Darnell oh, Nurse okay. Yeah. yeah. Also known as Kia Nurse's brother. So they are they are both part of the same uh, diversity alliance, the Hockey Diversity Alliance. Mm-hmm. So I think that was sort of planned out, which is the optics were very strange because it looked like they just weren't willing to kneel. Like they just didn't want to. So hearing about how he came to tell this speech has also was was to me almost more heartwarming than the speech itself because he practiced all night long with his best friend Alex Galchenyuk. It's obviously something that was incredibly important to him. And it actually to me it has had an effect because I just watched the pregame show for the Stars and Knights and four players knelt. Which I really did not think that we would ever see that. And if we did I was like, oh, it's going to be the one or two black players on a team. But instead we had Tyler Sagan. Tyler Sagan. <laughs> I think it's serious for him. He read white fragility over the <laughs> over the break. Was like, he read the white fragility something. spark notes and was like, I'm in. I'm all in. Um, so Tyler Sagan. Jason Dickinson. And then from the Knights, Robin Leonard and Ryan Reeves. And Robin Leonard is a super interesting person to be kneeling since he has made a lot of controversial remarks in the past. But over the last month or so, it's been interesting to sort of check in on his Twitter because I don't know what happened, but he is not a Trump supporter anymore and like is being pretty vocal about the fact that he was going through a lot of stuff. Yeah. You know, I find him sort of be a, to be a wild card and I don't necessarily trust his motives, but I thought it was great that he was willing to do that. It was very, uh, I literally, this this happened like 45 minutes ago, and I'm just kind of still in shock from seeing it. I know, and I'm so excited. So I want to talk to everybody about it. The imagery of Ryan Reeves, who is a person of color, finally, finally, in the year of our Lord 2020, having white players kneel in solidarity with a player who's a person of color is... It's literally like the bar is on the floor, Mm -hmm. but in the NHL, that feels like so much, especially in contrast with the last few days. I watched the Wild play the Canucks last night and Matt Dumba had his fist up for both anthems and just seeing his fist shake and how nervous he was and then surrounded in, in a lineup with every other player who just had their head down. That's so hard, and I can't give him enough kudos because obviously I'll never fully understand what it's mm-hmm. like to, to go through what he's going through. But it's really, really awed me just how much he's taken on in the past couple of days. Can I tell you what I'm worried about? Hit me. So I'm worried that the NHL is going to be super happy to let players sort of lead the charge on making hockey for everybody, but there's not going to be any sort of institutional support or change for people who are still racist and who just haven't gotten caught yeah. with it yet. I see this as like they're spotlighting him so that they don't have to do anything about it. So like they don't have to do anything about the fact that the Blackhawks logo is offensive. Right. I completely agree with that. I will also say that I think that is an issue in every single sports league and also True. is an issue in like most societal organizations at this point. I just want to see them throw some money at the problem. Yes, absolutely. And I think that this is the way that it starts. And we've already seen this week that the Hockey Diversity Alliance has been in talks with the league about how much money the league is going to be giving them. 
That's awesome. <laughs> excited to see how that plays out. And also the discussion about the Blackhawks. I mean, in the last two weeks, the Blackhawks have come out and said, we are no longer allowing fans to wear war bonnets at our games. We're not going to allow that to happen anymore. And again, the bar is on the floor and that should have been established years and years and years ago. But like, this is how things get rolling. And what Matt Dumba symbolizes to me, and especially like tonight with these four players kneeling, is that the ball is rolling now Mm -hmm. and people are going to keep pushing. Right. It seems like it's something that they haven't forgotten about. And it's something that's going to keep being brought to the forefront of the game, which is really cool. And I think that is something that having actual stars, (laughs) actual stars like Tyler Sagan, (laughs) a little economy there, like star players making a stand is not that Matt Dumas is not an amazing speaker. Like he needed to say that. But once you get the bigger guys standing up, that's sort of when the dominoes start to fall. Jonathan Taze, let's go. Let's see it. That's the thing. It's like, I want you to nut up and do something. You have the platform. It's literally your responsibility. Mm -hmm. You and I have watched a lot of hockey over the past couple of days as we've slowly grown accustomed to this lifestyle again. I know. I feel like I'm overeating. And we're overindulging. And let's just rapid fire. I'm going to throw a couple things at you. You give me your thoughts from the weekend. Okay, I'm going to do the same. You just want to play a game. I've always wanted... Have you ever seen Saw? No, I haven't seen Saw. Let's play a game. No, stop! (laughs) Wait, no, it's... Would you like to play a game? I can't do accents. I'm just like a voice generator stuck on random. Okay. Are we going to have to watch the Montreal Canadiens play the Pittsburgh Penguins? No. Why not? Because I don't want to. (laughs) (laughs) Well, to me, it's like the same thing that happened last year with Columbus Blue Jackets, right? If you got nothing to lose, then you're going to play really fucking wild. Let's go. And I think that the Pens are a uniquely prime, a team that's primed to fall. Just like if the wrong guy is out, then they have nobody. They have Chris Tanev's brother. (laughs) Chris Tanev's randomly generated brother. Remember how much money they gave him? He's on like a $6 million contract. (laughs) No, I know. It's like what Dim always says. Okay, they have Malkin and Crosby, and then they have just three other lines of randomly generated AI characters. (laughs) Well, it's funny because people talk a lot of shit on uh, the Oilers for the same thing, but that's the same situation that's happening. They just have a slightly better goalie, although Matt Murray... Matt Murray, not great. Still, I think they have a stronger goalie tandem now. Mm -hmm. Uh, We'll see. I'm going to watch them play tonight. Here's my question for you. Have you been paying attention to our favorite team, the Winnipeg Jets, lately? I'm all in on Peg City, baby. I think they could win. Maybe this is the last time. I don't know. I say that every year. Series is tied 1-1 now. They did just win tonight. The big scuffle that happened with the Jets and the Flames was, were you watching that? I was, yes. I saw the whole thing. I saw the hit on Shifley. I saw poor sweet Mark, who doesn't curse, down on the ice. Oh, golly! Oh, my ankle! We can't make fun of him. It's really upsetting. I know. Well, I'm making fun of it because it was extremely upsetting to watch that happen live and watch him writhe on the ice for, like, two minutes. I hate it. And also, that's one of the hardest parts, I think, about, like, having no fans in the stands is that you can't Mm -hmm. just cut away to something else. Okay, here it is. We're in an operating theater all of a sudden. So the big controversy is that the head coach of the Winnipeg Jets basically said that it was an intentional hit by Matthew Kachuk, which is quite a thing to say. He said that Paul Maurice said that Matthew Kachuk purposefully kicked him with the blade, which could have, you know, cut his Achilles and ended his career. 
He said it was an absolutely filthy, disgusting hit. Not in the positive way. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, It's rare from a hockey player to say something is filthy and like actually mean it. What are your opinions about that? I, I have some. I have some as well, because the player in question here is Matthew Kuchuk. Our awful son. The shit heel of hockey. Dear rat boy. The long and short of it is that I do not think that we would be having this discussion if it was another player. Nope. Nope. And that is the price he is going to pay for his entire career. He made his bed, now he has to lie in it. I think it's incredibly unprofessional what Paul Maurice did. I get it. Like, I really do that it's playoff hockey. It's a little bit of a wrestling move where he's like, oh, we're trying to make Matthew Kachuk into this huge heel and Mm -hmm. we're down a game. I want you to go out and like fight for Mark and kick the shit out of Matthew Kachuk. They did. I would like to think that Matthew Kachuk is slightly more intelligent than to go out in his first playoff game play in playoff game and try to intentionally injure one of the jet star players in the first three minutes of the game i think if he was going to do that he would have at least waited until the second period yeah he's a gentleman he want to get mark he wants mark to get warmed up first but yeah i mean i agree with all that and that's why i think it's like unprofessional for another coach of another team to basically say your player tried to knife my player (laughs) i watched it happen yes i think that he intentionally tripped him I don't think he meant to kick him. Matthew Kuchuk has a lot of things. I would not say he's a psychopath yet. He has potential. It was one of those hits where Mark Shifley was already going into the boards and like his knee was twisting and then Matthew Kuchuk's leg came up after he had tripped him and there was so much going on during this that it would have been sheer luck if Matthew Kuchuk was like, yeah, I'm gonna kick him and then made that happen. Yeah. One in a million chance. It did lead to quite a fantastic fight because it was like Puck Bunny's extended universe. (laughs) Like, who are our favorite players? Let's make them fight. We're taking our Barbies and mashing them together. (laughs) We're making them kiss. So Blake Wheeler uh, tried to school Matthew Kuchuk and it was just like, it was very limp fighting. Blake didn't look like he was into it. He just was worried about his friend. This is my next hot take I have for you. Okay, here we go. Give me your opinion on this. There's been three or four fights so far. What do you think of the fighting in this new unprecedented format? Are you worried about them getting coronavirus or something from each other? Uh, No, didn't even think about that, actually. Do you think fighting is worse because there's no crowd? I mean, like, I'm not a big enjoyer of hockey fighting in the first place, Mm -hmm. but it has, it has seemed so pointless to me. The first, like, real game that I watched when the Canes played the Rangers, where Justin Williams fought... Oh, God. Yeah, that was random. Ryan Strom. It was, like, a minute and a half into the game, and I was so bored during it. Why are we doing this? What's the point? I read an article in The Athletic about the sound engineers uh-huh. who are in there, who are, like, hovering over the button. Okay, like, okay, here's when we press the woo oh button. God, here's when we press the boo job. button. I would love that. Imagine watching Justin Williams beating the shit out of a person and deciding, well, okay, which crowd noise should I pump in? Are yeah. we going to do excited crowd? Equal parts booing and cheering. Both sides, both sides. It seems more pointless than it already did. It feels like pro wrestling mm-hmm. at this point. The kayfabe is gone. There's no one in the stands. Like, who are you fighting for? Are you just fighting for yourself? Like, are you that bored? And that comes off in how much they're putting into it, too. Last night, when I watched the Canucks game, Michael Furland fought. Fuck. This is me trying to remember any name of any player on the Minnesota Wild. 
Marcus Foligno. Nick Foligno. No brother. idea who that is. He's the very handsome Foligno. They fought, and that was the most kind of spirited I've seen in the last couple of days. And that sucked, because here's Michael Furland coming back from six months of uh, IR from having a thousand concussions, just kind of off the bat fighting to prove that he can still do it. Very cool, Michael. Let's, uh, let's circle back on that one, bud. Hi, guys. Just wanted to let you know about our new partnership with DealDash.com. DealDash is the best, most honest bidding site where you can win things you'd never expect at a price you'd never believe. They have over a thousand auctions every day on electronics, appliances, beauty items, home decor, and even cars. Here's how it works. It's like an auction, but every item starts at $0 and only goes up one cent every time you bid. The kicker is that the auction clock restarts after just 10 seconds. That means every time you bid, everyone else has 10 seconds to answer or the item is yours. If you go ahead and buy now, DealDash is offering our listeners an extra 100 free bids upon sign up on top of their other discounts. Go to DealDash.com and use the offer code BUNNIES or DealDash.fm slash BUNNIES. That's D-E-A-L-D-A-S-H dot F-M slash B-U-N-N-I-E-S. Let's take some calls. Hey, ladies. Um... I can't remember if you guys have addressed this on a podcast, but what do you guys, how do you guys feel about, uh, would you feel about your team winning the cup this year? I'm a Flyers fan and obviously it's been close to 50 years since we've won the Stanley Cup. And, uh, also as a Flyers fan, uh, I am incredibly sensitive to being criticized by other teams. And I am kind of afraid that if we were to win this year, uh, everybody would say that it's not legit, and somehow that would make me feel more angry than uh, not winning at all. Uh, what's your thoughts on this? Because I trust your judgment. Um, thanks a lot. Bye. Here's the thing is no matter who wins, that's going to be what happens. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Um, I'm all in on the Flyers. I think it would absolutely whip ass if the Flyers won the cup this year because nobody can say that they didn't work hard for it. If you look at their regular season and how much of a tear they were on after the trade deadline, you can't say, oh, well, it wasn't fair because they came back from the pause and um, they were suddenly like a cup winning team. No, that's not the narrative here. The only reason I wouldn't want them to win the cup is because I don't know how much the city of Philadelphia is going to have the coronavirus locked down in two months because I know those people will riot in the streets like a little bit. So let's let's hope that there's a vaccine. It's going to happen. It's just going right. to happen no matter what. God, I would love it if the Flyers won the cup. I would love it if they just made it out of round one. I would like to see Kevin Hayes hoist the cup. That's what we all deserve. I want to see him put TK in the cup. Hi, Puck Bunnies. This is Noah, a Red Wings fan living in Washington, D.C. My question is, with the season the Red Wings have had, should Red Wings fans take it as a win that Little Caesars Pizza was named the official carryout pizza of the NHL? Thanks for the podcast. Absolutely. Red Wings fans should take any win they can get right now. They should take every win and they should bring that energy into next season so that they can yell, pizza, pizza. As loud as possible. A Pizza Pizza Arena. Someday I would love to go to Pizza Pizza Arena. I, th- I think it'd be a really fun journey for us yeah, to like, go absolutely. to Detroit. Red Wings fans are some of the most fun and also just bravest people I know. The only kind of fan that I can sort of respect and also like 
be grossed out more by because it's just like it's perverted to be a fan of, of any team that bad it's, i would feel grosser about the ducks like what's wrong with you the red wings are cool because i'm like okay yes it's an original six team and usually this is the thing where oh my great grandfather was a red wings fan and then my grandfather and then my father and now me like okay just to to like a team to have it so <laughs> embedded in you that you can like them even though they've just been absolute ass for like a decade that's inspiring if the canes can do it detroit can do it yeah steve are you listening to puck bunny steve geiserman andre svechnikov to the detroit red wings who said that i would never two of them i would never do that yeah he can go hang out with his brother would you like me to read you a text i would like you to read me a story okay hey there my favorite and subsequent least favorite moment this weekend was seeing the Leafs get shut out and then realizing that if the teams that won the first games end up winning their respective series, then the number one pick and Lafreniere will have a 38% chance of going to the Pens, Oilers, or Leafs. Go Sabres, life is pain. Thanks. Life is pain, is it not? Here's yeah. the thing is, I love that. I think it's hilarious. It should go to the Oilers. Yeah, I they're really not that do. good. I really think that the, the Oilers should uh, get that number one overall pick. Mostly because I it would be funny um, for most of us. Like, if it's in the Western Conference, it's not my problem. But I will say, it, I saw this clip of Connor McDavid doing this sick no-look goal, I yeah. guess. And I was like, damn, it really sucks that he plays with such dog shit players. Let's get this boy some talent around him. Hey, uh, it's Dylan from Seattle. I'm calling in. My question is, um, if Golden Knights, when they came out, the Elvis impersonators dressed up, um, to go to their games, what should Seattle have instead? Um, you guys were talking about pirates. Pirates would be cool. Um, me and my friends were talking about dressing up like the Gordon Fisherman. Um, yeah, curious about your guys' opinion. Thanks. Bye. You should definitely dress up Absolutely like the Gordon Fisherman. That. Yeah. That's a fit. That's really good. Well, if we could do with the music theme, like, people could dress up like Nirvana. You should just dress up as like a grunge band. Just dress up like Kurt Cobain. I'm sure no one will be offended. I'm going to go to my first Seattle game just dressed up like Courtney Love. So wearing what we usually wear? Exactly. It wouldn't have to change anything. Just add a little bit more eyeliner. <laughs> What games are you going to watch tonight? Stars? Well, I'm going to finish watching the Stars, um, and I'm going to watch Oilers and Blackhawks, because I have this weird feeling Herbert. about the Blackhawks, and you know. You know. I know. Do you feel in your, your soul that I might be right? I don't want to even acknowledge it. Also, I will not be watching that game, because it starts at 10.30 my time, and I can only do that, like, every other day. There's only so much a woman can take. I went to bed last night at 7.30, so I'm really ready to just go. We're going to fuck up our sleep schedules so bad for the next month and um we hope that you all will join us yes calm down our little road of insanity while we never sleep and watch a lot of hockey together and if you would like to call in with your questions concerns comments suggestions for thursday's episode because it's our Ooh. first two episode week baby you can call us at 774-318-6952 you can follow us on twitter at puckbunnies underscore pod or on Instagram, at PuckBunniesPod. And also, um, I have been writing some little primers for the playoffs. Christina's been writing some poems. 
I've been writing some poetry for you guys. I really love you to check it out. <laughs> no, but I've, I did a little beginner's guide to the playoffs, and I'm going to be doing basically an alignment chart for each conference. So check out those, and I'm going to make them free because I want people to read them. You can also throw us some money at patreon.com slash puckbunnies. And, folks, it's the playoffs. I want to beat Pierre LeBron's podcast. Fuck the full 60. Either we beat them in the ratings or they have us on. The gauntlet, it's been thrown. Give us a rating or a review. I did see today that Tony D'Angelo's podcast, which has seven episodes and started two months ago, has like twice as many reviews as ours. So just what keep that in mind. I thought you guys were real fans. I'm Christina. And I'm Audrey. And this has been Puck Bunnies. We'll see you guys later this week. Get some sleep. Remember to hydrate. <laughs>